Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Carl. I hope you're all doing well. If you will, turn with me to Luke chapter 8. I'd like to start in verse 41. Jesus says, Two men owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little. So we have this sinful woman, who the Pharisee, Simon, sees approaching Jesus and doing these things to him in Simon's house. And Simon, obviously, is thinking, why would you want to have this woman near to you? She's so sinful. And Jesus is looking at her and saying, I see a different thing here. Jesus is making a comparison here between the level of forgiveness and the love. This woman who is just pouring worship all over Christ is doing so because she's been forgiven of so much. And he says, those who are forgiven little, love little. Those who are forgiven much, love much. We can see that there's some kind of correlation between the measure of forgiveness someone receives from God and the amount of love they pour out because of that. Today, I don't have so much something to say, but something to ask. I have a question. Because if we follow the same logic, the same reasoning here, as far as why I might love so much more than someone else, or someone else might love so much more than I, I have to wonder, when it comes to this great hope we have of this future perfect eternity, the resurrection in which we already share, but which we will experience physically on that day, when it comes to hoping for that, do we all have the same measure of hope? Because I'm sure for a lot of us, we think you either love God or you don't. We all have the same measure. But clearly, the measure of love is determined by the measure of forgiveness. So a person's life and what they've been through from being a sinner to being a saint matters there. When it comes to hoping for this future, do we all have the same measure of hope? I'll give you an example. My life in the last 10 years hasn't been awesome. I would say that if I could pinpoint a period of life where everything seems to be a struggle, it would be in the last decade. Yeah, my life wasn't great before Christ, but the last 10 years of walking with the Lord have been rough. They just have. And so I ask questions all the time. Questions like, this certain thing should be easier. Why has it become such a struggle with so many issues and problems? Why does everything seem so difficult? And I think about times that weren't so difficult. 
And I ask God, why do I have to go through a period where it seems like every day is a struggle to get through? Every day there's a challenge. No, nobody said life is supposed to be easy, but I don't think most people expect every day to be hard. So I look forward to the return of Christ, the restoration of all things, the resurrection of the saints with great hope and anticipation. I can't not see everything that's wrong with the world every day that I look at the world. And so of course, I want very badly for Christ to return and make all things right. But the question is whether my perspective would be the same if my life were a lot easier and more comfortable and more enjoyable for me. By the same token, my life probably isn't terrible or hard at all compared to what a lot of people are experiencing in this world. So for those who would look at the way I live and think, whoa, that's, that's not bad at all actually. For those people, does their measure of hope and anticipation for the return of Christ differ from mine? Do they perhaps look forward to it more because they can be more detached from this life because they really have no desire to hold on to it? The question is whether the substance of someone's life and how good or unpleasant it is here on this earth matters when it comes to being willing to lay it down and give it up and not try to keep it. If every issue I pray for God to fix would get fixed and every day would be nice and easy and enjoyable, would I anticipate the return of Christ the same way I anticipate it now? Would there be a change to that hope because I actually really like this life? For those who have been through so much more tragedy than I have, or poverty, or hunger, or abuse, for those who maybe cry out to God on a daily basis to change things or end things, for those who are so desperate to be out of this life, is their hope for this great future different than mine or than yours? When the Bible tells us to be careful about not loving this life and seeking to preserve it because ultimately that will bring death, is it talking about making sure we don't live in a way that says, I would really miss this life in this world. I really wouldn't want it to go away. This is not to say that you can't enjoy this life and the people around you and the work that you do and the place that you live, and the experiences that you have. But we certainly need to make sure that we understand that what is to come is much greater, and that there is nothing here in this world that comes from this world that should make us second guess whether we want to hold on to these lives. Because the point is that these lives are just a shadow of living. This is not how things were designed to be. We have life and perfection awaiting us. And if we know that, if we believe that, then we should have no problem letting go of all of the wonderful things we experience here in a heartbeat. Just letting go in a heartbeat, saying, yes, God, I'm ready whenever you're ready. 
I guess the question is whether those who have a much nicer life here might be less ready, and if that's the case, how they make the adjustment. I think the goal is for all of us to be in the same place, no matter how great or miserable your earthly life is here now. The goal is for all of us to be ready to leave this life for the great hope we have and to have no questions regarding whether we want to hold on to it and stay here. I would never want to be so attached to this life that I would second guess leaving it for what God has ahead for us. Maybe, perhaps, that is why this life isn't perfect for me or anywhere near it. Perhaps, just perhaps, if things were just as I wanted them, my hope for the future wouldn't be so great, my anticipation wouldn't be so great. So perhaps this is what I need to keep myself in check, to make sure that I am always looking forward to that great hope. Father, we thank you, God, for the good and the bad. Job said it, are we to accept the good from you and not the bad? We thank you, God, for everything. We thank you, God, that you orchestrate things in a certain way. You make sure to bring us to the place we need to be, whether that's allowing us to suffer so that we can have a reason to look forward to a great hope. Or maybe that's experiencing blessing so that we can be reminded that you love us here and now and you will bless us here and now. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters who are suffering so much more than we are. Lord God, we ask that you fill them with that hope and anticipation for the future to come, a perfect future with you. Father, if things have been too good and we've become too attached to this life, God, we ask that you intervene, that you show that to us, and that you help us make a change. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.